Lead Your Life Podcast, Episode 3. This is the Lead Your Life Show, brought to you by SeasonedLifeJournal.com. This is where we help you get the clarity, boldness, strategy, and tools needed to intentionally execute your idea, share your story, and influence the world with your genius. Hi, I am Abraham Ologundudu. I am so glad to be with you on this episode of Lead Your Life. It's our third episode. Through this podcast, I collaborate with you to get started on the next big thing the world awaits. I am committed to helping you get the clarity, boldness, strategy, and tools needed to execute intentionally on this show it's just about taking up your ideas stories and message and transforming them into economic value in this episode you will learn about the no excuse series learn about my book no excuse challenge a definitive guide to break mental limitations in less than 30 days and most importantly you will gain insight on how to use the available resources within you to kickstart on your dreams so let's begin in the second episode we dealt with the issue of transitional phase that is those seasons of setbacks we experience we looked at five steps that will help turn setbacks into a comeback so we will be picking up from where we stopped we need to realize that even though every human has an equal chance to succeed at what we do we must admit that we all don't actually succeed in the sense that majority don't actually live up to fulfillment and by my observation and personal study i concluded that this is most time caused by our personal fears that we carve up into excuses yes we carve them up into excuses we and we all have this natural tendency to make up excuses for what we failed to accomplish and that's what the no excuse series is about there is this quote i love because it's as a way of charging me to action it says excuse is the tool of the incompetent and that is so sharp and deep that it should be taken so seriously one timeless enemy of everyone's ideas and desires is one guy called excuse an excuse can pose a great threat to your leadership responsibilities to materialize your desires therefore we would spend the next five episodes thereabouts to extensively address certain core excuses will cling to that deter us that serves as a stumbling block 
from where we are to where we really desire to be. Actually, these five series will be extracted from my book. I would pick five chapters randomly and expand on them. Let me tell you a bit about the book. I titled it No Excuse Challenge, a definitive guide to break mental limitations in less than 30 days. And I did that because I want to challenge you to find your excuses and cut them off because they are actually mental illusions that will limit your level of exploit. So how did I come up with this book? The journey started in April 2016 this year. I did a 30-day social media challenge on the issue of excuses. I shared daily on different excuses we often cling to that prevents us from deploying those plans you and I have in our heads. And I was more particular about this because of the part of the world where I live in, in Nigeria. There are so many things that has enslaved the minds of people, ranging from religion to culture. And these things actually served as a barrier for people to fully express themselves where they really want to. So it's like people begin to focus on things that don't really matter while their art yearns for something better and bigger than where they currently exist. So in the spirit of rebellion, I told myself that I would like to share my view on this issue. Amazingly, the feedback I received were very encouraging, although I got a few negative feedback. This person's complained that my information wasn't sufficient. Based on the feedback, I went on to work on some aspects of the content and expanded on so many areas and it became a book. That was how I authored the book. It's a 70-page ebook and you can download for free on my blog www.seasonedlifejournal.com So, I want to address these common excuses people give. I have heard people chant about it repeatedly, particularly I have also used them myself before. And one of those things I hear people say is, I do not have enough resources. How do you want me to get started with this idea? I do not have enough money. I do not have enough um, materials that I need to get started on my idea. That's an example of what I hear people say often. And the painful part is that just because of this simple thing, a lot of persons hold back on what they really should be doing. I wrote about this in the first chapter of my book. So let me read it out and after the reading, I will highlight major tips 
from it. So I am going to read out the first chapter of this book right now. Um, so here we go. Day one, the title, I don't have enough resources. It's not what you don't have that limits you. It's what you have but don't know how to use Steve Harris. Whenever God gives you an idea, it's because you already have something to start with. Earlier this year, I was trusting God for a tool that I felt was a priority to help my business. As I was planning towards obtaining the tool, I would convince myself that if only I could just lay my hands on the tool, I would do things differently. It took a while, but I finally got the opportunity to possess this tool. Amazingly, two weeks passed and I didn't do anything differently as I imagined. Then I discovered that my problem wasn't the tool. The issue was that I had not decided to be better. I didn't develop the mental capacity to do better. It hit me hard like a revelation. The bitter truth is that nobody really has the problem of limited resources. We only fail to develop the mental capacity to use what we already have. Economics tells us we always have limited resources compared to our infinite needs. So you have to use what you have to get what you want. There are several variations to these words. John Obidi, founder of SmartBCam.com, said, Use what you have because what you have is plenty. Hamilton Maybe said, The question for each man to settle is not what he would do if he had the means, time, influence, and education advantages, but what he will do with the things he has. Mike Modoc said, Whatever God has already given to you will create anything else he has promised to you. I think one major problem is that a lot of people tend to always see the things they need to pursue their dreams in terms of money. Your capital, seed, is not necessarily money. In fact, it takes a lot more than money to live your dreams. I remember when I discovered my path in life shortly after secondary school, I helped some friends simplify their challenges and it felt good. I started with a Facebook group that was called Royal Youth Forum back in 2010 with no experience. Then I stumbled upon blogging but I had no laptop. But yes, I had a Nokia C1 mobile phone and UC browser was compatible with blogger.com, Google's blogging platform. So the journey started. Typing long articles on that phone was real pain but my vision kept me going. It got to a point I could send text or chat without looking at my keypad and I was so fast. Sometimes I would deprive myself lunch to alternate between cyber cafes and my home. I used what I had. A lot had changed since then and it gets better daily. 
the truth is that each person tends to underrate what they possess and overrate what they do not possess. The key to deal with this is for you to develop the habit to always write down your ideas. Always write. It helps you with clarity. Transform them into written smart goals. Then search within you for what you have to start with. When you break your ideas into tiny pieces, you will see that you have something to start with. <sighs> so, I just read out the first chapter to you. I just got fresh ideas while reading that. Well, I have four key points to reveal to you from that chapter. What I'm about to reveal to you is not in the book. Um, actually, it's in the book, but not explicitly written. If you can read between the lines, you will get these things out of it. These four key points can help you get started on whatever it is you have laid in your heart, even with little or no resources. What I'm about to share with you has more to do with your psychology, how you think about situations. So let's begin. The first point you can bring out from what I just read is understand the economic principle of wants and resources. Understand the economic principle of wants and resources. This principle is simple. This is the summary of this economic principle of wants and resources. Humans have numerous needs with respect to limited resources. One way to find out is whenever you compare your current financial strength with the kind of dreams you have, especially if you are a very big dreamer more often than not they do not match up it's more like your dreams are far bigger than your resources and the mistake a lot of people make is to judge themselves based on their current position they feel because they do not have it now then it's not achievable that is a dangerous thing to do there is no person of influence you know today that didn't have a humble beginning so you need to establish yourself with this fact I'm sure you also know that most times an increase in your income comes with an increase in expenditure trust me when when you get that financial raise you desire your desires will double up that's when you will remember you want a wardrobe makeover or you want to visit an expensive restaurant then in turn you will begin to wish you had more money so you see the issue is not the financial flow but your capacity to produce the things you want so proper planning and positioning of your goals is the key to execution we will get that shortly so for every problem in life there is some sort of intervention that can rescue the situation and in this case of the economic principle of wants and resources, the intervention plan is to arrange your goals in a scale of preference, in order of priority. Don't overwhelm yourself with the totality of your plans. Turn them into a list and scale them in order of importance. Because 
when you look at what you want to do or the kind of things you want to do in your life in totality you want to begin to take a holistic view you will get scared so the best thing to do is always break them down into small bits the second point here is you always have something to start with whatever you believe will become your reality remember that the excuses are actually mental illusions that we create so if you believe that you don't have what it takes then you don't have what it takes if you believe you do have what it takes then you will produce the same effect so you need to understand that majority of the decisions you take are a function of the mental process or processes going on in your subconscious faculty if you think you don't have what you need your mind will come up with various reasons to strengthen that thought pattern so always tell yourself i have what i need to make or to actualize my goal you are not just saying it for saying sake you are conditioning your mind to begin to see possibilities and not any possibilities it is not a lie you're not telling yourself a lie because you actually have it it's just that your discovery of those things you have to start with is still in the process when you sit with that goal brainstorm the many possibilities don't limit yourself write them out write down the many possibilities of ways you can begin to start on those things most times the things you have and you need are always intrinsic and intangible values inside you that will attract the resources you need so this will take us to the third key point the third thing we can bring out from that chapter i read to you is never interpret all your need into financial figures the financial figures should give the project or the things you you need to achieve a value representation the financial figures gives them gives them a value representation but that should not be your ultimate goal i have said this before financial figures could be very overwhelming when you begin to judge the things you want to based on the monies i the monies you need you will get scared you can begin to doubt your ability and you begin to discourage yourself from those things so the first question should be how can i execute this goal before you start bringing in the money question you should be thinking of your how what are the possible means instead of thinking of how much do i need and i'm saying this because there are times when what you need can be solved by just a phone call you no know, meetings knowing calling someone that knows someone else just solves the whole issue the fourth and the last thing is this always create an organogram of your goal what is an organogram an organogram is a graphical representation of the structure of an organization showing groups their interconnections and interresponsibilities so for example an organogram of a secondary school will be the principal the vice principal admin the vice principal academics down to the head of department 
from adult department down to the teacher. So that is an example of an organogram, a structure of hierarchy in an organization. So your goals can be structured in that same way from the highest to the lowest. So let's say, for example, you have a goal to earn a billion dollars in the next five years. The ultimate goal is one million dollars. I mean, one billion dollars. So the sub goals could be that you want to have three products that you will sell. So the first thing is a billion dollars. So you branch it down to three different goals, meaning you want to create three different products. So you can actually branch it down again that for each product, your goal can be to target certain markets. So you list the sub markets you want to target under the sub goal. Then for those markets, your sub goal might be that you generate different revenues for different market segments. So what I'm trying to say is that you have an, an ultimate goal of a billion dollar then you have a sub you have sub goals of three products then you have sub goals of from for each of these products you have target markets for those target markets you have a sub goal of the revenues you want to generate from each segment of those markets so that's just a typical example of what i'm trying to explain when you have your goal set you have to break it down into bits into structures so in this way you are structured and you have enough data that will help you develop a great plan or let me say a game plan so you are not just trying to randomly attack the main the giant goal you are actually strategic because you have broken them down into smaller bits so you actually attend to different areas part time so when you achieving one small segment of that your goal organogram you're actually moving towards achieving the ultimate goal so i have shared four points from that chapter there could be more you could bring out from it if you read it but for the purpose of this episode this is what i want you to understand that for you to start with what you have you need to understand the economic principle of wants and resources two then you should always understand that you have something to start with and that you should never interpret all your needs or let me say your your desires in financial figures and lastly always create an organogram of your goals dealing with the issue of limited resources is a mental battle it's important for you to see the possibility in your mind first before you can assess it materially it's so important that you begin to see things in your mind first that you can see the possibilities of what you want to do because there are so many persons that have money or some material resources but fear doesn't even make them to attempt the issue right now is not actually the fact that you don't have the financial capacity or the material capacity that you desire. The issue is that you've not developed mental capacity to enter into that thing you need. Like my example, earlier this year, I wanted a tool that will equip my business and I felt 
because I didn't have that tool, I was not doing best. I was not performing my best. Um, I mean, I was not giving my best performance. And lo and behold, when I finally obtained that tool, I didn't get better. So the issue was not about the tool. It's not about the materials we need or the finances we need. The issue is that we have not developed the capacity to bet those things we want. So focus on growing mental capacity to begin to absorb the possibilities that are surrounding you. So you can download a copy of my book at www.seasonthelifejournal.com. I'll be wrapping up on this note. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lead Your Life. Until I come your way next time, stay blessed. I am Abraham Ulubundu. Coming up next episode, how to break the pessimism syndrome. I have interacted with a lot of people who believe that what works for others can't work for them. But I still see them struggle around with a lot of things. So is it true? Is it false? We will find out next episodes. Join me as we continue on the No Excuse series next episode. Thank you. You have been listening to the Lead Your Life show brought to you by SeasonedLifeJournal.com. Please feel free to send in comments or questions to Abraham at SeasonedLifeJournal.com. Thanks for listening to the Lead Your Life show.